When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Whoa. So through the island, we're back. I, I think it's episode 67. I, I, I think I don't who cares. Um, sure. But we're back. And uh, uh so are the uh, so are the Islanders, and so is Lane Lambert somehow. Um, but some things are changing. Mike, it looks like. Uh, did you get a haircut? Yeah, I got a haircut yesterday. Okay. Um, so pretty rough road trip. Um, for the uh, team. All right. Um, good. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's just let's jump right into it. I guess. Um, well, jump right situation. Into it. It's a situation. Okay. Well, okay, it's it's inarguable. Well, it's inarguable. Is it, is it though? Is it yes? Is it inarguable? When um, when when everybody just spent forty eight hours uh, <laughs> expecting the coach to be fired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say that's a situation. Okay, um, you didn't send. You usually send me an outline for these things. No outline because I kind of think that you're going. Uh, that you want to go free jazz. You, you free kinda... jazz. We're going. Leo, we're, you know, we got to return to our Leo Komarov roots. Something's got to change here. Um, Ornette, Ornette Komarov. Um, I do think that. Uh, uh, so let's let's just go with it. Let's go free jazz. There's a couple little things that we can do. There's, you know, a semblance of a structure here. We'll know when, we'll know when to, you know, we'll know when the next section starts. We'll know when to come in. We'll know, we'll know when the song ends. You know? Oh wait, well, that, speaking that of that, of before thing. we get into the island, do you want to go rewind? Do you want to do the music thing? Or you want to do that later? Let's do it later because I, uh, I'm, I'm like feeling a little bit sleepy. That's why I cracked open a Red Bull and I, I have, like I said, I wrote like a, not really a small manifesto, but like a note, a, a note, they're that, calling them manifesto Mike. points that has not all manifestos are bad that have a bunch of bullet points um, that like, you know, are kind of the notes for a manifesto. So I just want to like, I just kind of want to warm up a little bit before I start yelling at anyone who uh, listens to their music on shuffle. Well, I guess we're going to have to talk about the Islanders. And uh, I, so we last recorded before the road trip for sure. I believe mm-hmm. we recorded. Let me see. I believe it was after. I think it was after that Bruins game, correct? Um, yeah, yeah, where they lost. It it was either before, like right before it, or or immediately after it. This is amazing radio. I think the vibe wasn't that bad. November eleventh. It came out on not... November eleventh, so it was probably was. Rec- oh, it was recorded. I think after the Bruins game, so it was a little. Okay bummed right after clearly right with with like a tinge of optimism like hey if this road trip goes well you know it's not like their record at that point was like fine 
honestly, for what the team we expect them to be was, which that's kind of my, there's, there's a situation for some reasons and then not for others, I believe. And we'll kind of get into that a little bit. And that's got a lot to do with expectations about how at least the two of us viewed where we think they'll they'll wind up right yes so and and to be clear right now okay we're recording it's monday night november 20th and the islanders are tied with the devils uh on points that they're out by points percentage for the last wild card spot for for those doing the whole thanksgiving uh uh if you're if you're out of uh the playoffs by thanksgiving you might as well go to the rickety stool and rope store um But but uh, so there that's where they are right now. Since last episode, you had the loss against the the Caps. Tough, tough look there. The the loss, uh, the loss to, you know, the new the NHL app. Do you have it on your phone? It's bad. It's really the the upload, the upgrade, the upgrade, the the change they made is is ass, man. I I. I don't like the way that they navigate games by week. It kind of like, it's very limiting. I don't know. It's just, it makes me crazy when I'm trying to look ahead more than one count, like one week. Yeah. Um, so they, they but, lost, they lost to the, the, the caps. Sure. At home. And, 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 and then the road was, trip. Th- so that was tough, that loss, but it almost, it almost felt like this, this kind of uh balancing of where they, they come into Washington and they, they win that game three, nothing. And you you watch that game and you go, mm, uh, I don't know. Uh, and then they looked okay during this Capitals game at uh, at home, and they lose it. So that felt like this weird balancing of you know that's that's hockey, baby. You play well one night and you lose, and you play bad one night and you win. Um, but unfortunately, uh, just completely shitting your pants in the third period is not that- just hockey. That's Isles hockey. Well, so so that's the the trend thing, right? So that's the 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 situation breaking it down as you know, like where they're in the standings versus uh uh kind of the the way in which they play at specific parts of the game. So yes. it's like so, one of these things yeah. where is it a full on situation? Just just based off of like, I truly believe that like so many of these. NHL teams it's like the 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 top few and the bottom few and then everyone else and that talent pool for everyone else is like kind of the same ish um and and so it's a lot of one coaching and systems and I still want to do that episode where we break down what systems are because it feels like a buzzword for some people or they're just like this person's system this person's system and if I go explain what their system is they, they probably wouldn't be able to um, uh, at that and, and kind of, uh, luck for lack of a better word. Um, and, and, and I do feel like you see these stretches of it's every team, you know, rough stretch here, great stretch here, rough stretch here. And I look and I go, okay, if this is just a rough stretch, um, because again, season starts out, what's the record? Six, two, and two. What before before they they, they kept losing uh, what yeah right before the rough it was stretch. five yes. it was five it was five two and two I think I think okay five two and two something like that. cool uh, honestly if if you go five two and two 
every stretch of nine games, you're in a pretty good spot. Yeah. Um, and I know it's technically five and four, but loser points are important. Islanders are on a three-game point streak. Um, so so again, this is this is the 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 optimistic voice kind of speaking. Um, I feel like the situation completely lies within, like you said, uh, the third period performance, and and it's kind of these mental, it, it's mental errors, and and here's the thing, you you're gonna see that with a lot of a lot of teams that are kind of similar in talent uh, to the Islanders. The 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 big big issue is the the penalty kill right now. That's like the biggest issue. Period. So it's like there are mental errors and there's going to be mental errors for a lot of these teams that are because you know uh towards the the bottom of their depth it's it gets weaker and so the stronger you know the better players they get more tired because they're carrying the weaker play from the weaker players and so later on in games mistakes get made because people are tired and then you have to kill off key power plays and and the problem is they they cannot kill at all any of at all plays. i think and i feel that feels mental to me as well but but i, I agree. mean i agree it's they are it's, they've, eventually it becomes mental they've been saved by the fact that the east is not um being run away with so the the fact is, is a that, lot of teams that are kind of like the islanders and, and i mean well it's but if you think about it okay the, the games that they uh just on this road trip the vancouver game that's a lost point uh Seattle, that's a lost point. Carolina, mm-hmm. lost point. Uh, the that, right, that right, the, right, the that Red Wings, the Red Wings. So those are those are four points right there. That and and it's already. I it's yeah. Right now you have the Islanders four. Uh, they'd be tied for second in the division right now. Those four points and yeah, sure. And, 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 and you can argue. You can even argue take two of those and then you know take the uh, you should have beat Edmonton kind of. Uh, yeah, it, it, that's tough in and of itself too. Because again, they're breaking out of a rough stretch, so it's like you know. I mean, the the, the thing that is fresh. So the reason I say it's a situation, it's situations giving to me, um, is that, and I keep saying it, but the the only way that, well. I was of this mind that a lot of people were because we were we were using Lou's kind of um, framing of of how he's he he believes in the room and all that other shit. But there have been a decent amount of changes, and I just feel like the things that the things that are hurting them the most right now it's very symbolic. It's a lot of it is the Trots guys. It's Lee Lee Pajot and and Mayfield are playing tough right now, man. They're playing really, really rough. Uh, and there's a lot of money in those guys. And uh, to me, that's what's perplexing about, I guess, all of this. It's similar. It's similar with the coaching, right? Because there's no answer that's out there right now. I know there's, there's, mm-hmm. there, there are candidates there, but there's no, okay, there, there's no Barry Trotz equivalent. There's well, I mean, well, there's a similar guy in in Sutter, but Sutter, but, the to the to, like Strutter, like Str- like Kiss is Strutter. Yeah, I don't, I've never really listened to Kiss though. Have you ever heard? You've never heard Strutter? 
maybe I don't. I'm I'm not a you big. You might not have. You kiss. may not have ever heard Strutter. Get get ready, buddy. It's gonna be. It's it might be Sutter season soon. Sutter. I but even then, see, any answer doesn't doesn't feel like it answers the this season because the Islanders are, are in between right now. Every guy is a, and like to me, if you get Sutter, then the Sutter. moves, the moves they've made for, for more, more offensive players. I don't know. Cause I, I feel part of why the defense isn't as good as, is the Islanders defensive players are not as, as good. Um, can and... I make an ar- can I can I make an argument for why I think you're wrong? Okay. Okay. Um so Sutter is exactly the type of guy you know it's so it's one of those things where the 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 Calgary situation I mean when he got there when he got there it kind of turned the thing around a little bit. They were kind of I won't I don't want to say in a similar situation, but it's it's it is definitely a gamble in the sense that like this guy is abrasive and could lose a room, especially like I know we're only like ten years separated from it, but I do think that there is a fundamental difference in thinking between a twenty something year old NHL player in twenty twenty three versus twenty twelve. So, you know, um and but for what it's worth why i think it might work a little bit better is because there's actually more 30 something year old guys on uh on the islanders um and and i do think that there's a weird it's it it, it just that 10 years is it, it 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 makes a difference i think but 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 here's the thing like you're 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 talking about kind of the uh uh you you just think that the talent level isn't there for the the defensive players and and so the argument for that is the argument for for that is they're one year older two years older than they were when they were playing really well under trots um so it, it it's it's got to be it's one of two things it's it's that they're uh too old and they're they're you know that that half a second that you ha you get when you're a couple of years younger that's escaped them you kind of see that in lee a little bit um, I you very I, much I wanna, see that in Lee. Yeah, you see, you see that in Lee. I think the the three that you named have separate issues. All three are separate. Um, Lee's is definitely that that speed, but it's it's like basically, um, it's it's the players or it is the the coaching. I don't think I don't really think it's both. Um, and if it is the coaching, you bring in someone like Sutter, and he completely tightens that up. And so you have that, like you said, they do bring in more offensive players. That's not necess- that that that's not necessarily like Daryl Sutter can't work with offensively. Yeah, I mean, he, wasn't wasn't he the coach when when every when um, Johnny regular season left and and every like because they had big points. Sure. There, you know? Yeah. So yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. So. It it is it it I I think that it's a thing where you want that like they need to be more disciplined they need to be uh just better defensively in the sense that like they're better positioned and they're making better decisions that's that's the thing that I see like it's and and now they're in this mental game of like we need to be better. Uh, in terms of our positioning, we need to be better in terms of the decisions we make. So there's a hesitation, and there's a like we refuse to take any kind of risk 
uh, and that's that both of those things are, are kind of killing them. Um, so I do think it is a little bit of mental fatigue because of a, a rough, really rough patch that they're going through. Um, and it's like kind of amplified because I almost feel like it's more amplified because they're not really losing by a handful of goals. They're blowing leads that they had. I think that wears on. Yeah. I, I think I like saw, I think I saw a tweet uh, that, that the Islanders are like third in, in time spent leading like, like uh, in games uh, on average. And, and uh, that's like, yeah, that's dead. See. And to me that both that and the fact that, Yes, I get players are a year older, blah, 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 that argument. But the thing is, because we've, we've so many of the Islanders players have stayed, we've been able to judge that for our, our own eyes, right? We saw right, that with, sure. we saw that with Bailey from the 21 playoff run to instantly that next year. And then last year, like the, you, you saw that he went mm-hmm. like, he went like uh, at a step and a half down mm-hmm. and then like two steps from that. Yeah. With, with Lee. And we're able to see with Lee. Lee had, like we said, Lee had 28 goals last year, whatever that was. But yeah. he he's just completely, completely vanished time-wise. You can't put him on a single line, a line that's a little bit more like uh, uh, hit-oriented, like like the third line. Mm-hmm. Uh, more physical forecheck, no, nothing. Uh, the second line, cycle-heavy. Cycle um nothing and yes. skill heavy nothing with the with the first line so you know i think that there are some players here that that need to go but i i ultimately do think the coach is has got to go just because i think i i do not believe that pelic and pulak just completely vanished or not not oh, they haven't fine. vanished and they haven't vanished to be fair but they have not been the same uh the same guys and part of that is last year they split them up because the system was was different but part of it's like again the thing about trots maybe that system was dedicated to the players and and maybe there isn't um maybe there's a way to for the for this group of players to be good that isn't exactly doing what trots did no because with doing what trots did and doing what daryl sutter does slash did uh isn't the same thing when i think barry trotz i think um keep your your you're allowing your opponent to spend time in your zone um and and that's like in so so it's essentially like position positional heavy and uh uh which which leaks into the idea of his offensive approach which is uh quantity over quality so it's like they were outshot sometimes, but if you look at the, he was more of the like, well, if you shoot on us, it's going to be these shots from the outside that, you know, you, you have a prayer for them really going in outside of uh, bounces, screens, tips, that kind of thing. Um, you know, obviously it's not a hundred percent foolproof, but that was the idea. It was like, if we position ourselves well, um, you know, they will tire themselves out of taking these, uh, taking these shots that we're giving them that that are essentially juiceless, um, and then they will make mistakes because of that. Force things that aren't there. That's when we turn the puck over and we counterattack, and that's the quality over quantity. Um, and Daryl Sutter, you know, I remember watching those Kings teams uh, a lot when they were really good. You know, the 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 2012, 2013, 2014 specifically. 
Um, and the thing I remember really is like four check heavy. I, I like again, I didn't spend a ton of time with his flames. Um, so I, I, I know that it wasn't quite what Trotz was to the Islanders, but but uh, I can't quite explain it as well as I can, um, as I just did the Trotz thing, um, which I'm sure you could explain a lot better than I did too. Abs just scored, by the way. Um, but uh, <laughs> uh, so so what I'm saying, what what am I saying, Desmond? Well, uh, the the point that I was saying, we, we were getting to one that that Trotz and Sutter don't play the same, but what I was getting at, and this is about Lambert, and this gets to a bigger thing about Lambert. What's um, his? What what is? What do you see? What is this? What is his? It's system? chaos, man. It seems like it's chaos, and defensively, they don't. He, he's, I'm sure he's, there's a vision. He's we been talking about it, he's been talking about how they, they play man to man, but they don't. Part of what part of why well, he wants all these, them to, I guess. He wants them to, but if they're not listening, then I I don't know. Let's how about how about this? How about it's not even that they're not listening? How about it is something to do with the the personnel? And you need we think this team is good. I do. I like I like a lot of the personnel, but they don't fit. Lane Lambert's vision of what a good successful hockey team would be. Maybe he's better with a different group. Um, and he's saying things to them and they understand, but they cannot do it. I mean, um, and, well, yeah, I and, think. Yeah. See that, but because there's not one exclusive way to be a successful NHL hockey team. Exactly. And so but, that's why I think that, that like Sutter props up groups that have a, that have the potential to have a, a harder edge to them. Um, that the, we know the Islanders do. Like I said, I, I need to like, I, I I'm, I'm curious if I go back and watch some, I think it would even be more beneficial to watch some of the regular season games from his Kings teams. Um, yeah. To see exactly what that kind of style is. Um, but like, I don't know. It just, it, it makes sense to me. He is more defensive minded, uh, by reputation. And that's what the Islanders need. Um, they need to tighten up defensively. I mean, so the the thing that that that's that I keep thinking about with Lambert with with this this uh, disparity between what he says and what the games actually are and how they play out, it makes me question: was there was there much of an interview process for this guy, or did they was it just a snap second thing? that uh because like it it feels like what you were hope what i was hoping would happen is that obviously would rather trots have not gone at this point and i know everyone has their theories about why i think ultimately any every theory will boil down to he wanted to become a, a general manager he wanted to move up into management after his contract was up so one more year left and if if you know they were going to keep Lane. Lane was going to get interviewed. I get it. They didn't want to end up in a scenario where they didn't have Barry and they didn't have like the guy that they thought. But the question is, Lane has not had a seemingly a coherent uh, implemented vision for this team, which is very confusing because it is... Again, there's a lot of bit, there's been a lot of double talk, right? It's been that they needed a new voice in the room, but he was already in the room. So it wasn't a new voice. However, you'd think like, okay, maybe it strikes this nice middle balance because 
it's it's new uh it's a new decision maker um but uh it is it is someone with familiarity with the personnel um but that is has not been the case i mean they they've looked like oftentimes that they haven't played uh with each other especially in these collapses and and i think to me i'm not sure what that it the penalty kill is a big problem and i think part of that is uh part of that is is they haven't gotten uh every big save from sorokin that they probably could have used um yeah i mean that's yeah that that's something that we haven't talked about either where he's just been human and like uh i guess the way that the team is built uh you have a goalie that makes that much money you have a goalie tandem that makes that much money and they need to be not just good they need to be great in order for the team to succeed it's like you know and yeah, yeah. but i think i think the the thing is the way i've been viewing this whole stretch here it's kind of similar um well before i get into that before we get into personnel uh, staying on coaches it's so with that in mind you know i think it, it it's he should have been fired already uh, Robert Miller or whatever that Twitter guy. I be- I believe in you. I believe That's in awesome. you so much. I know at first it was going to be 10 a.m., <laughs> then noon, and then this evening, <laughs> and now it's tomorrow. He's sexing his guy right now. Like, what is fucking going on? I'm listening. So I hope you're making me look like a moron. Um, I'm going to embarrass moron, you, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> you're not a moron, man. We believe in you. We believe uh, in I, you. We have your back. We got. Uh, I got your six, brother. I don't, um, I don't, so you think he's going to get fired? Do you think he's, and, and I have two questions. Do you think he's going to get fired? And then when you, it, right when you answer. He needs to get fired now. If you want to save this season, I, he needs I to get fired if now. I think he's going to get fired. If I, do I think he's going to get fired? I think he's going to get fired too late in the season. That's what I think is going to happen. I oh, think well, it's going to. My, my next question. So you don't think he's going to get fired before the next game? Um, I think I think I think Robert might be right that actually what's happened is the the the, the leaks um, have bothered Lou and, and, he, <laughs> and he called he called out because one of his tweets also said that there's a the replacements in place they just are working on the paperwork and I maybe what happened was they spilled something on the paperwork <laughs> and, uh, and okay. the, the printer was jammed up so he couldn't so, so they couldn't print new okay so. Uh... If he's not going to get fired before, which again, like it's, it feels always so strange to me to root for a guy to lose their job. Like it does. And I understand that there's like, uh, uh, it's not as, as you know, concrete. It's not as like, just like I'm rooting for a guy to get fired. It's not as simple as that, but I always am like, just like, I'm not like today. I wasn't like waking up, like refreshing my Twitter, like, Come on, where's that firing? Like you do when it's like trade deadline. And you're like, I hear the Islanders are in on Matt Duchesne, that kind of thing, you know? So like there's there's just this weird energy surrounding that to begin with. Um, But uh, if he's not going to get fired uh, today or tomorrow, like our buddy said, um, and they win this game against the Flyers, then what do you do? Well, I mean, you, you keep up. Realistically, the thing is, and and I mean, okay, to just counter your point here, I am not one of the people that has been saying. Of course, I know I'm I don't rooting against because there have because there have been people that have been like, they, I I hope they lose so that that lane gets fired, and it's like, no, I don't, because we don't one, we don't have an answer. Two, it's just the vibes are going to be Casey 
saying what he did, and maybe we can get into that a bit. It's, it's just this kind of overall culture temperature check of the I, team. I, I, I think that's a testament. That's a testament to the vibes in the room. Everybody is really tense right now. Everybody yeah. is is uh, seemingly pretty pretty volatile and shaken. And I don't think that. And, and so I think that. If they if they fire Lane, no matter what, it's going to affect the guys in the room, and that 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 might affect the like that might affect the uh, um that might affect the team on, on the ice a little bit um as they mm, you know I'm not, recover. I'm there's all there, there, there's always the bounce, but but my point is that teams, like teams don't get sad that they're co- like they do they get a, I think they take it personally, but they don't get like sad on the ice that their coach got fired. I don't think. Um, but I mean, like, as far as his his kind of pushback agreed with him, like, you know, I get that. Like, I'm fine with all of it. Yeah, I'm fine with. He's allowed to say that he 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 basically was saying I'm fucking pissed off. I think I think that that shit sucks. That's what he basically said, yeah. and and I think he he is within his rights to say that. Fans are within their rights. To be like fuck off, we don't need to make this a whole fucking moral discourse thing. It's no, bizarre. like I said, yeah, it's that's why I don't have like anything to say about it. And and you know, I I think if anything, I don't think it's a country club when you when you have Casey going off like that. That to me shows that some of the concerns about it being a country club atmosphere, I don't think are true because the guys. No, I don't think it's true. The guys are just you know going through a spot, and I, but I think the problem. I do think the problem is the coach the last point i want to make on coaching though is that uh i as i said before i lean more towards interim coach than i do full-time coach because because you know this team is changing from what it was because frankly i think it's time for lou to to get out of here soon as well just because i i think I think it's time to have a new set of hands and eyes overall on, on, on this. It is, you know, probably not the easiest job or most desirable because you have so many pieces locked in. However, oh I, I, it's like one of those things where yes, if every GM became a free agent today, I agree. But that's like, in my opinion, one of the stupidest things that people say. So stupid there. People, people like pine over these jobs. Yeah. I mean, the the thing my point is that as much as people say that that there's that and that is true there are a lot it's not like you know a like okay for example trots going to nashville he's pretty he's pretty happy to go there one going home but two because they're they're in a halfway between a rebuild and a retool but like nothing is nothing that much is nailed down so he's able to kind of sculpt it um mm-hmm. There isn't as much that with with this, but with this you have Sorokin, you have Horvat, Barzal, and Dobson. And I think those four, the fact that it those was, those four are twenty eight or younger, those that, are you know. but like those are guys that I just say because that's a center, a winger, a defenseman, and a goalie. You know, yeah, like that. That to me um, is is really strong. All of them are twenty eight or, or under, um, I believe. Uh, mm-hmm. 
Although maybe Sorokin might have turned 29 recently, and that might be why everybody is now back on the trade Sorokin bandwagon with their dumbass fucking thought experiment tweets. Um, but but uh, yeah, I, I so I think that I would rather um, have an interim for now. That way, there is a a, a proper vetting process that happens in the off season for a, someone that is able to like produce because it's the Islanders contracts are pretty much built in a way where it's like, it's, it's built around the the guys that they locked up. And, uh, and it's like, what is your vision to make these guys win? Cause I think we've had lane for over a year now. And the only time that this team has been um, coherent, uh, co- coherently solid structurally is when Barzell got hurt. The talent level overall was down so they had forced to play. Uh, so they went 18, they went 18, 19 Islanders style. Like that first trots year where it was like really, really uh, having to be defensive reliant. And uh, mm-hmm. I think, um, yeah, I, I think it's just Lane doesn't have the answers. That that That's what I feel is that Lane doesn't have the answers because this shit happened in the playoffs. This shit happened last season. Uh, he is not able to to counterpunch at all, um, and and uh, I just think that it is time, it is time for a change. And to be clear, I do think, like I said, I do think. Where are you on Lou? Uh, well, I so I I like have to defend my um, I have to defend my Mayfield love. I've been a Scott Mayfield defender. I have a I have a new excuse that I just thought of the other day. Okay, cool. What what's your new excuse? Well, he's coming back from injury, so I want to see uh, maybe you know, maybe that has something to do with with his uh, not his not 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 paying attention to the, where his uh, man is standing, wide open behind him. If my, if my like leg hurts, it's harder for me to be a hundred percent of uh, sound mind. So, you know, all uh, this guy uh, does is just stand in a, in a roughly like let's, 15 saying, foot radius. All I'm saying is and, let's and wait for, ice let's, the slap shot the puck. That's all he does. All I'm saying is let's wait for all the facts to come out, Desmond. Skirt. Desmond through the island here. Uh, we have a little intermission on the pod reminding you to bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. Tonight, Thanksgiving Eve, Isles Flyers. Uh, if you want to bring some. Ex- added excitement into the night want to see if brock vember continues brock's giving even uh for the first goal scorer you're able to do that on DraftKings sportsbook download the app now and use code thpn new customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just five dollars on hockey that's code thpn only on DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nhl the crown is yours Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boothill Casino and Resort, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. 
Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. Now, um, you know, we get back to the pod. Where am I on Lou? I, <laughs> I don't know. He's he's a strange he's a strange critter, Desmond. That's what I think of Lou Lamorello. Uh, I I like Lou Lamorello in theory, and like it almost feels like when was the last Lou move? Well, most people are going to say Mayfield, I guess. Yes. <laughs> okay. It's and it's it's so funny to be like, okay, well, take that glaring example out. And when was the last? But you know, okay, uh, uh, not not trading Mayfield the year before when his trade value was at an all time high, and also Butter- I'm, ta- I'm, ta- I'm tossing that Butterbuck. So so okay. So your big your big complaint is like the doubling down on the. Uh, on these role guys, on the heart, on the heart and soul guys, right? It's too much, and and on somewhat like like Engval is a halfway piece because I think I think Engval is going to be a heart and soul piece of whatever the next team is, like whatever this thing is turning into a more transition heavy team. Um, I I think part of part of what is hurting that is is uh, and it's interesting. We've had these debates in the in the chat before whether it's the forwards or the defense. And I think I think it's the defense, not just defensively, but their their inability um, to do transitional passing, uh, like at at almost at all outside of Dobson. Um, Romanov has has sneakily had some pretty pretty good uh, outlet passes the last uh, the last couple couple He's games. He's good. We like we like those top four defensemen. Just fine, right? Or or do you I want to? I'd, like, I'd like to flip them. I'd like to flip them. Um, do you think they're all top four defensemen, or do you just like them as part of a top six? And you think that a couple of them, one or more of them, could uh, could stand to be bumped down? I mean, you know, I think that Aho had a nice year last, nice second half last year, but I think you're seeing why he has never. You know he hasn't been a an everyday NHL defenseman. You didn't um, watch. You didn't watch last game, right? No, so no. See, I was watching wrestling. See, you didn't see the fall. You didn't see. It was like my favorite Sebastian Aho fall yet. Did it lead to a goal? No, but it very easily could have. It was one where uh, the puck got dumped into the Islanders' zone, and he was chasing after it, and he just blew a tire. But it was one of those things where. You know, you see that happen, and it's the the cam- the regular camera. It was one of the camera shots where they zoom in on what's happening, and it zooms, and he immediately falls. It was like it was it was it felt like it was scripted. That's how funny it was. He um, speaking yeah, falling also the the double penalty they took in that in that Vancouver game. It starts with a giveaway that um, happens from. Um, a face-off win that the Islanders have, I believe, and then Aho just getting pushed and falling down. Um, so, so, so you think you think Aho is at best a seventh defenseman, and even and then... and, and I'm I'm not kidding when I say like I, so. I think Mayfield's good, but I think Mayfield is part of the problem. If the Islanders, if all five of the other Islanders defensemen could skate like the wind, I'd be like, sure, no matter no matter who you put him with. Great, but they they don't really have any any they don't have a letty, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. as they they weirdly complemented each other just by virtue of like uh Letty Letty was not good defense, like was not strong on the puck defensively, 
and he didn't have good vision, but his by by virtue of just always being able to be a body that was there by from his skating, it like oh, I, there was this, yeah I, I it created I, I a front that, like, you, you know there was there was, was this, his his best weapon was his skating and and all of his mistakes so many of his mistakes were erased by him just being able to skate back and put his body in front of or alongside whoever on the other team had the puck. Um, my like I, I if if the Islanders had one more defenseman, a transitional passing defenseman, like uh, I don't know, um, basically what, <laughs> basically like that guy that they traded to, I forget what team, a couple years ago for a couple draft picks, but um, <laughs> you know that <laughs> if you had that, if you did that, and then and then because to me. The the one guy that I that I question about being a top four defenseman, um, and it's not skills, it's just tools, is is Romanov. I think he's okay. talent he's talented, but I, I I just always say like he feels like the guy that you you know you can basically I wanted Romanov to be the 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 Mayfield replacement. You know what I mean? Like I wanted him to be their heavy and then and then um you know you'd have a, a fast skating defenseman with him on that on a third pair and then ideally you'd bring in someone to uh either play with Pulak or Dobson and and uh you know you'd have a fast skating defenseman on each each line but so the the thing yeah I mean that's where I'm at with the defense I, I think they need one more I think they can win with these guys I'm hoping if if Mayfield's cooked I'm I'm not saying he's cooked first year of a yet, seven year deal. But and we're talking if he's cooked or not. One month in, baby. Uh and eh, we're two months in. Oh, no, God, we're yeah. literally one month in, Mike. It's been <laughs> let's, one month. Let's like I, I still believe in my guy. I do. The concern the ultimately what it comes down to is that I just uh you gotta hope he's not cooked. If 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 May Mayfield is not cooked. I like this team and just it'd be it'd be about getting a better uh a better player than one of Calgary's guys. Cause if it feels like if they don't fire Lane, then they're going to make a move. That's what that's what I think Elliot Friedman says that is that yeah. it, uh it was that, you know if he thinks they need a new voice, it's a it's gonna be that. If if he trusts the players more than the coach, then he is gonna change the coach. But if he thinks the coach is fine and the players are the issue. And you know it's interesting. On the uh, episode before the off season started, we had uh, USHL scout and uh, Islander hater uh, Pete Judge on the pod, and uh, we talked about Noah Hannafin because that that was the, I think the beginning of like the the mass exit the the Alberta exodus that was going on. Mm-hmm. And we talked about how you know if you if the Islanders got Hannafin and you had you know Pelic Dobson. Hannafin Pulak, that's a pretty insane top four. And then, you know, you have you have Romanov as your it's not, he's not the same type of player, but it's the defensive version of what Sergachev was on on the the lightning third pair, where it's like, oh shit, that guy's on a third pair. That's pretty good. Um <laughs> yeah. And and uh yeah, so so um that that's I don't know, that's where the fuck I'm at it's 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 uh sure sure let's let's get into some good things because we're, we're the 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 vibe sucks right even, now it does suck but like 
our conversation has really not been all that doom and gloom. I, I outlined how, one, they're not in a horrible position, especially given the expectation for where we thought they would be. Two, um, how a lot of these things are streak and luck based. And our, our major concerns were the trends. I, you know, let's see how they get addressed. Either that's by change of some form or <laughs> change through their own play somehow. Um, but like, yeah, I don't think like, I, I, I think that I'm sure there are other podcasts, whether it be the Islanders or other teams that are struggling that have a lot bleaker of an outlook than we do on whatever the team they're talking about is upsides. Okay. But yeah. And, and, and that's in part because of the parts and pieces, it's like Sorokin is going to be playing better in part because the D de- I we don't think we the- really talked about that. We did. We glanced over it for a second, but yes, that's another factor too. Um, he, he's been hung out to dry. I mean, like it, he, this is the, the most, uh, the stretch of games I think he's played so far this year is like the most shots per game he's had in this segment of games. Uh, and I think, you know, it's part of it is, is, uh, I mean, we talk about mental, it affects the goalie too. There's a great, I think players tribune article that Jonathan quick had like forever ago. It was one of the first things I think I ever read on the players tribune. And it was about the hardest player, like some of like his favorite breaking down what happened in like some of his like biggest highlight reel saves and, um, explaining why some of the best shooters are the best shooters. And like the gist of all of this is that like goalies are having to, to uh, compute so many things happening at one time. And there's a language, there's a language, like there, there's a, there's, there's a, there's defensive chemistry. You think about offensive chemistry a lot, right. In the offensive zone, breakouts, setups, things like that. But there is such yeah. thing as defensive chemistry. And, and like in a lot of these saves that he's making um, uh, in that he, in that quick made in this article, he was breaking down how he was able to go where he went because he was able to trust that, okay, the pass, this pass is not going to be coming this way. Cause I know I got this guy here. And the problem has been that the Islanders have not been able to do anything defensively. They have not cleared the front of the net. They have not um, they have not made good passes out of the zone. Uh, they have not been attentive to cross seam passes and they have lost their man going back uh, like sneaking back door uh, all the time, which leads to cheating. It leads to cheating shallow in your net because you kind of want to just be able to you you know that the the puck is going to be coming one. I mean, to, to try to see past the, uh, to try to be able to look over the screens. I feel like I'm always seeing him look over the screens and around the screens. And it just is like aggravating. Um, And, but you know, all that said, he, he, uh, he's got to be better. And I think he will be better. But the thing is the defense, the defense is a, is a bigger problem because part of, even if he wasn't cheating, right. Okay. if, If he's, if he's at the top of his crease, those backdoor plays are still happening. Guys mm-hmm. still aren't. If he's at the top of his crease, but everybody, you have three piles of players there, he's still going to be screened, and he's going to be yeah. blind. Yeah, and he's going to be blind to the backdoor passes. So it's like I, I think he is going to be better. So that's one of the things that, like, the Islanders have not had 
uh, a Sorokin like streak yet. So once that happens, like, okay, that that's going to account for a shit ton of points. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, and, and other good things are that the Horvat Barzell connection is, they look awesome. great. They were saying it on the national broadcast uh, when they played the Kraken. You know, they're they're talking about how well the two of them play together. Yeah, it, it looks great. Um, I I'm yeah zero con- obviously zero concern. Uh, more just happy that it's all ha- ha- happy about it. Happy we, about it. We got we got Simon Holmstrom who has oh. who has turned Ooh. into such Man. a player. Can I trade? Can I trade my Wallstrom jersey and first Simon Holmstrom jersey? Uh, Please, uh, twenty-one e spec uh, to, or Jeez, no? Wait, man. what's he? Ten, ten spec, ten, ten yeah. spec to. Uh, Which actually kind of war? Not really, but <laughs> yeah. uh, I think Holmstrom, whether right now his floor seems like a really good third liner. You know what I mean? That can spot in 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 the top six. That feels like his floor right now because the way he's been playing, he's been playing with smarts. He's been playing like he has the most. Uh, I think I saw a stat like the most takeaways per sixty or something like he's, that. He, the 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 thing that you notice the most when when watching him play is that he, it's it's the I'm trying to think of a good player comparable like without sounding fucking insane. It's something that Sid does so well, which is just. If you have the puck, he is on top of you. He doesn't do the, I'm going to try and make the, you know, you don't even want to call it the lazier play, but kind of the, uh, I'm going to cover kind of more to the, uh, stay a little bit further away, have my uh, my stick cover some more, you know, it is it is conserving more energy kind of. He is on top of you. He is hounding you. Um, and it's like, it, 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 it's great. It's, it's, he just watching him play has been so great. He and 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 on top of just the hard work that he puts in to turn the puck over and and uh maintain a forecheck. Um the thing that I've noticed a ton is like he's like one inch away from these insane finesse plays as well where like he he pulls these moves and almost I, I believe there was a, a spot in one of the overtimes where where he almost ends it or maybe it was late in the third period. Um, by going around a couple of guys and, you know, just the puck rolls over his stick when he, when he's got the goalie beat, you know, he's, he's been like the ultimate bright spot in terms of like, not your sure things. He's, he's been great. Two old Islander things that, that came to mind, like talking about him. One, he is playing very much the way that I think the way I personally, and probably a a lot of people uh, wanted Anthony Beauvillier to kind of look. You know, I, I, sure, where, sure. Where it's it's He's that the guy. Spe- the Pavilion's sp- got the speed, speed. and not and the smarts like, though. No, not the smarts, and and it also feel yeah yeah maybe this maybe that's right like the right word the smarts because it feels like the hounding. Um, He's and like, and he's more tenacious than 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 Beauvillier too. You know, that might what be I mean? the better way to put it. That might be uh, the better way to. Put I it. think and and another Islander comparison like the he he has like the smoothness of of Franz Nielsen, but he has that, like, uh, he has that dog in him in the corners, like, like Kyle Oposo had, you know? Sure. Uh, and, yeah. and seeing those in the same guy, like, like it's, it's, uh, when he was put on the first line with, uh, with Horvat and Barzell, the first day of camp, everybody was like, 
oh wow it, be, it became a joke uh about like look what the islanders are putting him with and now it's like i think that's i think the only reason you wouldn't do that is because you're trying to have holmstrom spark a different line like that yeah. that would be the reason um oh yeah yeah uh uh, another little note about about Holmstrom. I'm watching the game uh, against the Flames with a couple buddies. One of which has like uh, my buddy Jamie, who has not watched a ton in the last couple of years because when they fired Trotz, he was kind of like, you know what? I need uh, I need a break from being emotionally invested in sports. It's not good for me, and so ah. he took a break. And so he took a break and he's like, I'm, I'm a very happy person. He's like, he's like, I'm, I'm a lot happier in certain aspects, which, you know, I don't encourage because that means less people listen to the pod, but, um, but, but, uh, he's, he's like, who is this fucking guy? Simon Holmstrom. And they, they zoom in on him on the bench. He goes, that man has the smallest mouth I've ever seen. How does he (laughs) eat a burger? He goes, he goes, is the only thing that guy can eat an everlasting gobstopper. Oh, he's definitely a candy. You see his teeth. He's a he's a big candy guy. Yeah, very clearly. Yeah, yeah. He's Just definitely eating. eating he's definitely eating chocolate bars and and Skittles in his bed. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> his bed. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I, no, we we like Simon Holmstrom. We like um, we like him on the second line. Uh, because the, the third line, we'll we'll be getting into the third line in the. We only got a couple questions. I'm pretty disappointed. Pretty, we're disappointed in you. Just want want to let people know we're disappointed in you. And if I yeah. saw you in person, I'd say fuck you. Um, <laughs> but the the second line, in the second line, how do you feel about the second line? Because it's great. I I know that Engvall hasn't put the points up that I would like him to, especially because I penciled him in for fifty. 50 points uh, Adam for, for 75 his, yeah f- I said 50 points for more than half of his contract like you know a, 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 four of the seven years he will have 50 or more points uh I said that um said mm. that in the group chat oh. and right now eh, not so but uh I do like the way that they've looked and I think they're a case of more than anything um I think they're a case of luck streaking that kind of thing because like when you watch the second line play how often are they hemmed into their own zone or you know i know that engvall had the one egregious turnover that got him scratched but how often are they uh turning the puck over egregiously or getting hemmed into their own zone? i'm not sure if it's still this way but as of like a week and week and a half ago a week ago they were one of the best possession teams one of the uh, best possession lines, lines. Sure. and and kyle yeah. palmary uh specifically has been one of the better possession players meatball kyle i've got one one small and this is not his fault this is a lane lambert deployment issue mm-hmm. what's going on with him shooting third in the shootout uh paul mary he should he he should not be shooting ahead of brock nelson and yeah this, you know this brock... is a guy who usually says i i know less than the coach in almost any instance what's brock... going on with this well, yeah, I again, I I don't know what what's going on with Lane Lambert. I don't know what's eating Lane Lambert. Um <laughs> but so the reason I bring that up is that well cuz Brock and Kyle, Brock has been good again and Kyle Kyle's been productive. He's been snake bitten and then he finally broke through uh last game, but but uh Yeah, just but, a regular goal score like it's just the thing. Both those like, guys, guys are streaky. 
Both of those guys, guys wind up putting up twenty something goals. They're streaky, yeah. Both of those guys are uh, only have one year left on their deal after this season. Wow. And I quick. feel, I don't know. I feel there's a there's a bit of a cross, especially when it comes to Brock. I feel a bit of of a crossroads situation with him. Ultimately, they don't have they don't have a center in the pipeline to replace him with. Um, so. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm curious what he's going to want. I'm curious what he's going to get on the open market. Um, if he, if he got to market, uh, but, um, it just feels like those guys, uh, ideally, I mean, specifically Paul Mary, like it felt like Paul Mary's contract was supposed to, they, they were supposed to have, you know, obviously won a cup by now. And the hope probably would have been that as you were getting into this part of the contract, one of the younger pieces like Wallstrom or Dufour could have like uh, been um, auditioning well enough to be like, all right, we can, we can move. The, move just got scratched in the AHL, right? Yeah. He's uh, he is looking stinky, uh, yeah. uh, but uh, it's all about the journey, right? No, it's about winning. Um, <laughs> so so I, yeah i just i feel a bit of a crossroads to me it's something that i wonder i'm hoping that um brock short of oh okay wait this is this is the this is a specific question okay what oh, that someone asked us no i that i'm oh. think that i just thought of right now okay that kind of that speaks to what this crossroads is like functionally what do you think would be the better path for this team to have a better window or bigger window. Would it be hoping, uh, hoping that, that Brock keeps being this ageless wonder. He's still not, he's not ancient, but you know, that basically he becomes the Islanders version of, of David Krejci, the, the second, the, the second line center that just like yeah. goes and goes and goes. Yeah. Uh, or is it, um, and obviously it depends on how you know this season plays out, but do you he would have value in a trade, trading him, getting pieces, uh good good pieces for sure. Um, probably like a good defenseman, uh, or you know, some A prospects. Or some a guy like that. Or though. some A pro- or some A prospects. Hey, if a team is like Some? close, uh, uh, maybe uh, uh, and a roster player. I don't know if mm, what kind of roster player. Oh, the it's, point. Uh, the I, point I, that I'm getting to. We're not. I'm not gonna. We're not gonna dive into this hypothetical. It's okay. it's that yeah. it's that uh, trading him, getting pieces back of value, right? Obviously, that he's gonna get at least one. Like, ooh, okay. I think that guy would rock like should. Back. Yeah, should, should, should. Correct. Uh, and sometimes trade markets suck. So, you know, th- there's that aspect of it. But my point is where you trade him, you get these pieces and then you go Bo Barzell one, two. Um, yeah, I, I see. Uh, well, uh, I'm not, I'm not really thinking about trading bra. If that, if that's the, qu- the question is like, you know, thinking ahead, like, so he's got another year mm-hmm. after this one. Yeah. So next year is his last year. Yeah, next year's his contract year. 
I'd have to answer this question at the end of the season. I can't answer it right now. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Whatever. Uh. So I guess I I think I, and and I do. I don't know. Noah Dobson rocks. We don't need to belabor it. I, we, we, right. we were right. Yeah, he got, we were right. He got a hat. We were right. Okay, hold on. That's another ding, ding, ding. We were right again. We were right again. Uh, everybody had to fucking calm down. And now he's Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, you know. Shout out again to the the the, the cyber criminals that uh, hacked yeah. Noah Dobson's and, and only went to his Twitter to block specifically people on Isles Twitter that were critical of him. <laughs> it's awesome. Um, um, but yeah, so yeah, sure, great. I uh, I I think that's like a good, I think that's a good snapshot of where the Islanders are at right now. Yeah, I can't say I can't say where I think uh, if this is going to be a playoff team or not. I it really does feel fifty fifty to me right now. Like it, I'm, st- it, I, I'm sticking with it. It's they're they're going to make the playoffs. It feels I'm it the, feels fifty fifty for me. Worried about it just because I don't I I I don't trust the the coaching and I don't trust Lou to make a decision uh if, if it gets to a critical point i don't i don't trust him making a decision i mean we're, i think we're at a critical point and i don't trust he, he's going to make a timely decision so that's where that's where uh where i'm at um do we want to do the music stuff do you want to do the uh yeah, sure do, do the questions oh. um i guess we could do the questions and then we'll we'll do there, the music stuff there are only so many i'm really bummed i don't think it's timing timing out for me to take uh take a smoke break during this episode i was really hoping to oh so that way i could talk about something well i i could just talk while you're looking for the questions uh while you're looking for the questions i'll vamp anyway intermission from the pod desmond here the host the taller one the captain of the pod really the franchise podcaster here to talk to you about something very important we look we know it's a stressful time the sun goes away at approximately uh 11 30 a.m uh, the holidays are here. Money's tight. Crowds are horrifying. People really uh, have uh, maybe never been worse than they are now. So if you're trying to avoid people, but you really want to get a great product, remember that Raycon has their Black Friday special going on right now. You can shop Raycon products, save up to 50% off because their early Black Friday sale is going on now. You've heard us talk about Raycon products before, the everyday earbuds with the 32-hour battery life, the perfect in-ear fit. You know that they've expanded to Raycon Home with the uh, Magic 180 cable that allows you to charge your devices very quickly so that you never can be away from the internet. Raycon Home and Raycon PowerTech also has the faucet filter uh, that really makes sure none of those weird chlorines or heavy metals are in your water. Raycon is known for their high-quality products. That's why they've racked up over tens of thousands of five-star reviews. My fellow Through the Islanders, you know that Raycon has uh, really put out some great products. That's why they have tens of thousands of five-star reviews. And remember, to get everyone in the holiday shopping spirit a bit early, again, can save up to 20% off the entire site. Everything is at least that. Select stuff up to 50% off. Beat the crowds now. Get in on the Raycon early Black Friday sale. So hurry now to buyraycon.com slash THPN to get 20 to 50% off site-wide. Buyraycon.com slash THPN to score up to 50% off Raycon products. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Now we are back to uh, what I imagine is a podcast that I'm, I'm really having to carry Mike through. Um, 
I watched Citizen Kane twice this week because uh, I I did it as homework for one, which like I've seen it before a handful of times. It's an unbelievable movie, and it like is legitimately fun. When was the last time you watched? Citizen Question Kane? asked by Kyle Craft Culkin. Kyle, I'm not done. I'm not done. Twenty nine about. Okay. Why do Why do we do this? It can't be good for our health. I because uh, for the love of the game, baby. That's a good. That's a good answer, and I think that like, uh, you you know what you should do, you should ask your loved ones how they feel, uh, uh, like maybe you you lie and you say I'm thinking about like toning back my hockey, um, because I I I don't know what it does to me. Do you feel like I'm a different person when I watch hockey? And I want you to listen to what they say to you. And then and then take that with a you know just like oh, take it in and be like maybe I could you know maybe maybe I could tone down certain things about the way that I watch and the way that I it's hard to say like you know you need to feel differently because it's a that's like such a hard thing to say to someone but you know it's it's good to to always remind yourself it's just a game you know what my dad always said which I loved so much and. I, I take this slightly with a grain of slightly with a grain of salt, even though I I have fully embraced it, because the the, the reason I take it slightly with a grain of salt is because he got to see the Islanders win four cups in a row, and so everything is kind of just like extra from then yeah. on out. Yeah. But whenever, whenever the Islanders are the fucking Golden State Warriors at one point. Whenever he sees someone, and I had to watch Jack no, 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 Hill no. on the top pair <laughs> the, for the, two years. The Golden State Warriors were the Islanders at one point. Does that make sense? Yes, they were Islanders first Islanders first. Um, but my dad always said, and I, I always still, I always still think about it. There's always going to be another game. There's, there's going to be a next game. I, I also you know? think a, so one to your question, uh, just on that topic, Lauren says she gets very stressed out watching Islander games with me. I'm not quite sure. Not quite sure why I, I'm always very composed. <laughs> I, not, I, Watch the game like my dad did, which is uh, kind of silently in our heads. And you go, I, I, I uh, you should ask Pete. Pete sat down with, and watched games with, uh, with both of us before, and we kind of we're kind of silently in our heads, and we say, "Wow, a lot." Wow. Ugh, that's so weird. Wow. That's you're hanging out with people. You're supposed to talk, talk everywhere. Well, we talk, talk we at talk, games, but... talk at the movies, talk at the library, talk oh, everywhere. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, I'm shooting. I'm shooting but from no, everywhere. Yeah. I'm. I'm. Uh, I watched, <laughs> the, I'm the heat daddy of ta- of talking. <laughs> yeah. No. But uh, you know, it's it's just a game. It's so so easy to say he, that, but it is. It's, just, it's also that it's 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 a mix of things, right? It's the it's well, it's the social side of it. It's great. It's great getting to see. I think something we talked about with uh, talked about with Ryan Doyle of the. Uh, filthy fucking casuals pod that's been mm-hmm. on a couple of times is that what was nice about last year, like the team playing better and seeing more, the vibes being better. And you starting to see like a lot of just, just people that I can't even necessarily describe most of them, but that you've seen at a million Islander games forever. Uh-huh. And like see- seeing that, that like that just uh, that real, you know, ho- home aspect of things is, is nice this like this this um home that you have within this game this social home is nice but also uh you you do this you think you you stay up late uh watching the islanders 
uh, blow multiple overtimes uh, in uh, that uh, till till one thirty a.m. on a weeknight because <laughs> because the, the, it's always it, so grim, man. It's always so grim when it's like one o'clock in the morning. And you're just like, hmm. Fuck. <laughs> oh yeah. But you do it for that because uh, you know the moments. Like I, I mean, the the good moments, like during every good moment that the Islanders have had that I've been at, like playoff playoff series win, like playoff series wins specifically, or and sub that big, uh, big playoff wins and big big regular season wins. Those, like if it's all worth it for how good those feel and how mm. that like both the the joy of the game and getting to analyze it and talk about it with people um and uh like that's that's why because yeah. uh this it's not fun it's not fun right now i'll, I'll be uh, i i'm not sure if you picked up on it i'm pretty frustrated with with how this team has been playing it's been pretty aggravating for me as the guy that is constantly fiddling around with uh the knobs and and, and yeah you're and... you're on you're on fucking you're on the roster sites at like two o'clock in the morning like, yeah oh looking at you looking know, at who's... fifth defenseman that was pretty rough man yeah i think i you know the, i was looking up islander i was searching left-handed and right-handed defensemen that are <laughs> that that will be free agents two years from now and that, i wonder i wonder how many guys who work for the team are are up at two o'clock in the morning doing that you know what i mean any uh, team really put me on the team man put me on i'm just i'm, I'm just uh the way like uh the way dr house uh you know halfway through an episode when they they, they failed coming with the diagnosis a couple times and he's just staring at a, a chalkboard that's me at 2 a.m trying to to say hmm. you're you're oppenheimer looking at the equations man Oh, oh, that the 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 defenseman that you were talking about uh, for the Islanders traded. He just scored hmm. for the Islanders. Does it count for the Islanders or? Nope. Oh, okay. I think we were only asked one other question. Let me let me That's... just verify. Okay. Uh, I guess you can. So continue, while you're verifying, about, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so I watched it in preparation to watch Mank because I, that's the only that was my Fincher blind spot, and I'm listening to a podcast that. Uh, okay, I found the other question. Uh, it's from uh, Oleg Kavasha. Uh, if the yeah the Oleg. the the Oleg Kavasha on Twitter. Um, Interesting. Wonder what he wants uh, to ask for from us. He asked Des. So I mean, it's clear that he knows who like the. Who you should give when you when you when you draw up the play when you draw up the play, you know who do you give the puck to, and it's me. Um, If if Bruce, this is good because this becomes talking about two things, maybe three. If Bruce Boudreaux can turn Anders Lee around, will you be happy? I'll hang up and listen. Um, So to answer that specifically, yes. But, and I imagine your answer is yes because you don't even think this team is worrisome right now. Um, yeah, they're like I understand the call for a situation, but like I said, like I do generally, you know, think oh, this thing, these things are, you know, things come in streaks. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I just like I think about where they're at. I think about Hopefully- like luck has to turn and i go okay um 
they're gonna they're gonna piece together sixteen wins. That's what my brain does. But with Lee, with Lee, uh, I don't think one. I actually believe in Bruce Boudreaux as being a, a, and I'm I'm not high on Bruce Boudreaux. He's he rocks as a dude, but like I don't think he's what would help this team play better defense. That's never been like the the staple. Structured hockey has never been the staple of his situations he's he's been he's been a vibes coach seemingly everywhere he's gone um definitely definitely but but, uh you know i think i believe in him as a as a coach more than i believe in anders lee turning turning this thing around um okay what about you this year you you say something oh well i was just about to Okay. So, uh, I don't think Bruce Boudreaux's interviewing for uh, NHL coaching jobs right now. I think he's got a uh, uh, a front office job in a different league right now. Um, so, the question then becomes: Do am I happy if another coach changes? Uh, you know the the trajectory in which, or more more goes. more? Do you think Andrews Lee is fixable? Uh, that's like, this is something that I forgot to bring up when you mentioned the three guys struggling. And I said, I think they're all struggling for different reasons. And so my least worried about is Scott Mayfield, because I can talk myself into, well, he's coming back from injury. I think that there's more room for optimism there. You just get into the playoffs. You're allowed to cross check. We're we're, finally, we're allowed to. Finally, we're allowed to cross check again. <laughs> so, and and I do think that is a thing where he 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 may uh, uh, kind of blossoms not the right word because he's been an NHL player because he's a veteran, but he may uh, play better under a different coach or a different system, whatever. Um, pa- did you say Pajot was one of the other three? Yeah, he's interesting in the sense that like. His, I don't think his his reaction time and his speed is gone. He just is incapable of lifting the hockey puck anymore. So he's like a whole different. He's like it's like a whole different thing with him. He's a strange critter as well. Uh, but Lee is the one where it's like the most apparent visually, and you're the most bummed out. Um, and if the question is how fixable do I think Lee is, I don't know, man. He's like. I don't know. I you know how many goals did he have last year? Twenty eight. I think so. Yeah. What does he have right now? Two. Two. I remember the first one was kind of a nice shot from the. So so here's how Anders Lee can be uh, relatively effective or effective enough on the Islanders, and it is uh, a limited role on the third or fourth line which is tough because like, you know, it looks like Fashing's playing pretty well on that fourth line right now. Yeah. Um but I think that like here's the there's one place on the ice where I think Anders Lee is still effective and it's the spot that he scored the second goal from and it's in front of the net on the power play. But uh Paul Mary has has supplanted him for that role just just by virtue of yeah, Anders is much bigger than than a uh, super Kyle over there. Um, but, uh, he is not able to, you're not, he's not able to do as much with the puck. He's not able to, 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 you know, save possessions. He's not able to, to give you 
he's not able to really rotate the way like Palmieri will start as a net front guy, but he'll sometimes drift to the side of the net. Sometimes he'll, depending if, if Horvat went down low, mm-hmm. he'll move up high a little bit. Um, he's much more dynamic. And it's just that, that in and of itself is another symbol of like that word dynamic. And, and uh, I get like, that. Is that like Lee, part of why like Lee being a symbol of the trots system is that like trots had a, had a pretty much curated these guys, like where they would be. And it all worked. And, and some guys have not been able to, to handle it. Um, some guys have had mixed results and some guys, uh, and with Anders, you know, like you said, last year he was scoring more in part, that was because they were, they weren't playing defense and it was kind of uh rock and roll for a bit. But uh, I think the, the money is a problem um, with the, the, the lack of fixability. Like, are, okay, Mike, are you willing to concede that, that they should buy him out this summer? Yeah. Um, wow. Like, again, it's a when weird... you lose Mike, when you lose corporate Mike. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> you're, you're in a tough spot. Because um, like I said, that's my thing is talking myself into this could be worse for these reasons. And I look and I look at the list of of what what could be worse. And we I, hope it's not a, this could be yeah. worse. We hope. Right, right. Uh so, I mean, you know, again, it's like the Lambert thing where I'm just like, so weird for me to, but it's the business is the business of the sport. And these people are, these people have made a ton of money to begin with, but I still, I'm just like, got a fucking, I can't wait for the, for this team to fire this guy, which is essentially what buying someone out is. It's like, you know, they get paid their money, but. And, uh, but, and, 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 and like, he's an interesting case for like, a. uh, uh, like a Zach Parise, like, you know, for complete opposite reasons, but like this team just bought this guy out. Give him, give him league minimum. And maybe, maybe he goes, maybe he goes reverse Parise and he takes league minimum from, from Minnesota wilds. Maybe. <laughs> right. I don't know. And it's it, like, which that's would be like a... if, if Andres Lee, you know, was this, was a player on, on another team and you you know you saw what happened to him, but you 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 look at all the circumstances surrounding it, and you go, oh, league minimum for this guy used to be a captain, not the worst shout, right? Yeah, I I, I think it, something that dawned on me if that ends up happening, it's bleak it, though, man. It's bleak. If if yeah, if he gets bought out and goes to the wild, it will be uh, a long version of on the first podcast, the old podcast that we did, the Dynasty Dodgers pod. We had like a prediction for that season. And my prediction was that the Islanders were going to trade Lee for picks and Zach Parise from from Minnesota. And Zach was going to come and like be the captain of what I thought was going to be like uh, a rebuilding Islander team. Um, uh-huh. and, and Lee was going to go home and it would be it's just funny to if if it ends up playing out that way the the longest most excruciating form version of that will have played out um yeah another reason one last thing on lee um it is uh and we got to talk about wallstrom just for the jersey after this but with lee uh you mentioned that that second goal he had and you tweeted this the future captain to the current captain yeah, it did. is so clear to me that Bo Horvat is just ready 
and deserve like the same for the same reason that I want a new coach and GM is that I I think uh, I think it's time for a new a new figurehead like a, a new a new um, leader like a new um, I don't know institutional leader in that locker room um, and I I think uh, I think Horvat is clearly ready you yeah. know what i mean like i i, I just think uh a part of me has wondered you know when a guy comes from out and you know um from to a locker room that has been together for a while uh and becomes captain i worry sometimes like hmm especially in a scenario where the old captain is oisted is is, is ousted and and uh and this new guy becomes captain um yeah but one i don't know I, they seem to like Bo a, a, a lot two yeah. i wonder if like the longer lee stays like this the more the way guys talked about bailey last year where they didn't really necessarily say like you know when they were asked about him they were very polite but nobody was trying to make a case for like you know uh you know that he that he was making great plays out there or anything like there was sure. nothing that that he was close and and just like it's going to get to that point with Andrews if he doesn't turn it around if if he just stays this and he ends up having like he has six goals by the time February comes around that's that's going to be tough really tough big time um, um but yeah that that's uh that's the other thing with with Lee there. Um, Wallstrom, your jerseys. I think your Wallstrom jersey is safer than my Lee jersey. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, percent, hundred percent. Wallstrom scores the big shootout goal, which after being minus four after quite a game, <laughs> being minus four. Oh man, when when I watch the condensed game and just watching, seeing him out there for every single goal, he just does. He just is just a. Uh... <laughs> and again again it was all the hits like that game was all of the hits with as far as the islander goals uh just completely like uh a play that's around the hash marks or, or, or circles that they just stop playing defense um they, they stop battling for the puck completely missed back pressure completely uh 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 screen situation happening um and the fact that that Wallstrom was on the ice for every single one of them was just uh, was precious. However, he 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 did the the one dub on the trip was because of him, and might have saved Lane Lambert's job, which it's possible. Which would yeah. be very funny. It'd be the funniest thing if if uh, Wallstrom uh, was a minus four, so he made the game. Played a part in making the game harder for the Islanders than it needed to be, <laughs> yet won the game for them, but also has kept perhaps a, a coach that needs to go alive. Um, all that said, Wallstrom, I do think has played better. Uh, yeah, I think he has. Yeah. I think he's he's absolutely in a more played, limited role. He's absolutely played better, and it and like if he was playing at this level from the beginning of the season, I wouldn't have had an issue. The problem was that for uh-huh. those first couple of weeks were 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 awful. Like, but they were just they were non-existent. He wasn't following the play. He like he is getting to areas and he's winning pucks a little better. He's he's not he still is pretty bad at reading, but he's uh, he's been able to 
he's been able to contribute more. And I, I really do think it's been joked about, but I, I think if, if he can be a shootout specialist, if he can be good enough to play in the bottom six, but when, when, when they're in the shootout, it's like, uh, Wallstrom. Yeah. Second. He's your third. He's your, yeah, sure. He's your second or third. Guy. Because you don't, you, you can't start with a shooting guy first. I don't think you need, you yeah. need to have like a, 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 a kind of a guy that gets a guy moving for the first shooter. But, um, that would be, that would be huge just because, uh, you know, they can have a homegrown Daniel Sprong here. And, <laughs> and, and that could, that's, that's, there is, there is value in that part of why Sprong. Oh yeah, been, of course. Part of why Sprung has bounced around everywhere is that he does have value. And I think Walsh might end up just being one of these guys. Tambellini was a lesser version of that to bring to Islander like terms. It was a guy that had a great shot, but just like seemingly could not mesh Put every other piece to mesh, the, the, mesh with what together, with yeah. being a sniper, being a top, like a, a, a day in day out NHL sniper is. And, and that's, fine like you know th- there's value in that so i think i think your jersey is more safe than my jersey um i might get a couple more years out of it mm-hmm. yeah you might or it might be a couple months uh, yeah might be a couple months he might be i mean here's the other thing that that friedman brought up if uh the islanders do make a move for one of these flames defensemen who do you think's going back yeah i mean that that has been one of them in that sense oh boy I, I we actually hmm. I mean I wonder with with that yeah that's good maybe, maybe that that'll be the last thing we we talk about before we get to music is that if you were to do an Isles uh Flames trade what would you want it to be not Zdorov unless you want Scott Mayfield too like exactly. I, that's the that's the like guy that that people he's one he is so it's so funny that he's the sought out after guy because I got to watch this guy in our magnifying glass uh for the avalanche and he was like Ooh. the same frustrations that they had with a, a guy like uh adam graves ryan graves sorry um like ryan graves who like um <sighs> you know you don't like ryan graves i don't i don't like adam graves but i also sure. don't like ryan Graves. well i i no, whatever you nothing ryan Graves. he's a penguin so i hate him okay uh he's got cool long hair though okay that, that's that's cool appropriation Cause he's not cool. All right. Uh, well, all right. Yeah, fine. Um, but, uh, you know, he was one of the problems that they had to move out before they were successful. Like he had all of those, uh, he had all of those qualities that you like in those heart and soul guys. But like when you put a magnifying glass to his play, whether he was healthy or not, you were like, I don't, I, I, I feel like a lot of these mistakes are avoidable. But a lot of them are masked by he do he do have a big hit he do have a big hit in him every other game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you did, if you if you had not extended Mayfield and like the Islanders were looking then fine, we're looking soft on the back end. Then but the yeah. price again, I, I don't know, but like it seems like the price for him is going to be like is going to be is going to be a lot, and I feel like either isn't of that... the other guys are is a better shout. But isn't um, wait, who who are the who I know Hannafin? Who's the other Hannaf Tanif Tanif interesting i was not aware of that yeah it's those mm-hmm. three pretty much are open for business is tana tana's a righty oh, or lefty drew, drew and just drew a penalty dude i'm, I don't I'm buzzing <laughs> tana's a lefty if, or righty i don't know that 
I don't know. Yeah, I think he's a. I think he's regardless. Hannafin, it's one of those things where if they're going to trade, I don't. I don't trust that the Islanders are going to be able to be the highest bidder for for a guy as good as Hannafin. Um, I don't know. I, I he's got his faults, and like, uh, it depends. Like, if you're going to trade a first round pick and Wallstrom. It might be enough to get it done, especially if it's like a thing where everyone's dancing around it and some other people might have more, a little bit more to give, but are playing a little, you know, uh, let's see what what happens. Um, You know, kind of just playing. I mean, Lou Lou shot his shot. Lou shot his shot with Bo Horvat and and like just won. Right. Of course. He fucking won. Like, let me not fuck around and let me just do this now. And Um, and so maybe maybe you have something similar to that where it's like, you know, well, I don't know enough about Noah Hannafin either. Like I said, the Flames are one of those teams that I very rarely watch. I watch them when they play the Avalanche mostly. And, uh, like, we watched them against the Islanders the other night. Like, what did, like, did you, well, you didn't watch that game, did you? No, I did not. Watching wrestling. So, I don't know, man. I, uh, I, I don't know much about Noah Hannafin. I don't know. I don't know. I know I'm looking. That, like... I'm, I'm looking at his his. Uh, so, it seems like for most of his career, he has been a a 35 ish point defenseman, 30 to 35. That's good. With a 48, he he has some lower point ones there. Um, mostly seemingly because of injury or or, or lockout, but he has a 48 one there. He had 38 last year. I think that's real. I think that's really good, and I think transitional D like I, I mean honestly I feel like if the Islanders had gotten Calvin DeHaan um and I get why they didn't I'm, although I mean he he took a league minimum I think uh like I think just a guy that can make a first pass they what 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 one of the things that they're missing I think we said it last episode is uh uh bubble bubble and uh playoff runs uh Andy Green where it was like a solid oh, in his own ends my man Solid in his own end, but could and and like wasn't didn't make headman passes, but he made a good pass to the guy that was like cutting at the defensive blue line or or you know chipped it off the wall to a guy you know in transition. And I miss, I miss him, man. I really do. But yeah, so I think I, I, for me, if you have to do Wallstrom, sure, um, he probably would have to, and that's really the only piece because. Everybody else that the Islanders have that's in in Bridgeport is is just that's a guy that only we're gonna know, you know. Yeah, that's course. a guy that like like select sickos will have you know heard of them because they'll have asked their if they have a friend or they they'll have browsed you know uh, they they have seen like on Reddit or Twitter people mention that player but like right um, as the guy that that the the struggling vet should be sent that should be cut. And you need to put this guy in type type talk. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Um, I hope I hope to see it. But uh, if you'd rather a trade or a a, a a firing, which would you prefer? Trade. Um, Interesting. If it's for Noah Hannafin trade. I don't know. I don't know. God. I want to see what I want to see what happens next game. I want to see how they look. All righty. Let's see. Well, I'm, Let's I'm, see what I'm, happens. Then I'm I'll team, be able to answer my question. I'm team. I am team. Uh, get let get ready to learn. Uh, 
Where should where should what where should uh, Lane go? Like a different organization. Um, I don't know. I mean, who's kind of Columbus? Put him in Columbus. No, I I just meant like you know where where should he leave? You know, like you know, not be here anymore. Where? Yeah, like go. Like what should he do with his life instead of this? Instead of hockey in general. Yeah, yeah. I actually think he's pretty locked into the hockey thing. He's like he's he devoted some time to it. I think. Yeah, I think he's um, locked in. So, all right, all right. Um, so uh, uh, you want to do this music thing, right? Well, yeah, yeah. We we, we teased it. It's really uh, uh, underwhelming. But maybe if if you're listening, uh, to it, it not underwhelming. It, it is fun to talk about, but I don't know that that it's not underwhelming. It's very it's, exciting. Uh, <laughs> But it is. I don't know if we've over, I don't know if we've overhyped it. But uh, if you if you've listened this far, make sure you review us. And also, if you could reply to this episode uh, with your equivalent or any stories that you have that are of this. But uh, what we just we were just kind of just talking, uh, or I had this idea that I pitched to Mike. Uh, we're both music guys, as you might have heard, mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, interesting first list for like uh first listens of albums that 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 you feel really just kind of like poetically merged with uh how those albums stuck with you felt felt to you you, how the albums themselves musically like stuck with you and 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 whatnot because you just had one you just had one yes yeah yeah go ahead explain you yeah i just had one and it was uh, so Blink One Eighty Two put out their their re- reunion album called One More Time. Much of it seemingly is about uh, ripping the band aids off of all of their internal strifes over the years, as well as their just individual personal tragedies, uh, and uh, and trying to find peace with them and trying to find peace together with that. Uh, and I listened to it. It's a very uh, weathered adult type of thing. And my first listen with it was because uh, they, they put out a bunch of singles, but it's a 17 track album. So it's like I didn't feel like I was spoiling anything. At first, I was like, I'm, I'm on, oh, they, they have more singles. I'm not going to listen, but I couldn't couldn't refrain, um, especially when I saw that they're 17. I was like, there's going to be enough new stuff where I'm not going to feel like I've heard half the album. Mm-hmm. It's literally less than a quarter of the album. But um the uh so the first listen that i have with it is uh after i i am i have a a psychiatrist appointment in the morning a virtual one that i then have to uh quickly get dressed and or i was already dressed i wasn't naked i wasn't naked for the uh the appointment (laughs) um and then run out the door in the rain to the subway on a friday um head into work uh and i and i so i I spent it just listening in the rain during a rainy commute um get to work uh right as right as it pulls into my final stop uh the most like energetic song on the album the most like uh uh, the song that sounds like the uh the album most sounds like the album that i'm about to talk to net talk about next Mm -hmm. uh really kicked in very upbeat and i was like you know what whatever man fuck it let's ride skip through today 
Uh, I had a show that night too. And that was the other part of this is that like thinking about the show, like whatever, man, that, that song kicked me into like, um, and that was when a lot of the just uh, Palestine shit was really popping off. So it was like really heavy, really heavy, just feelings all around. And, and I was kind of be able to, all right, well, just focus on getting through today and, and getting to the show at night. And like, just, you'll have that anyway. I'm walking. I'm still walking. I'm still listening because it's a long fucking album. And the last tr- like track, uh, mm-hmm. as the intro is winding down, I am walking. Uh, my building I work in is just a massive bunch of fucking dipshit corporations and and organizations that I think should be completely dismantled uh, are in it. Um, and uh, I'm I'm walking. Uh, in the rain didn't have a i think i had i think i forgot my my umbrella actually mm-hmm. uh no i hadn't had any regardless i'm i'm walking in and it's just there's almost there's almost, there's no one around because most people don't have to come in on friday uh i do uh, mm-hmm. and uh as i'm walking and i'm like getting close to to my company's office and it's just there's just a long hallway with at the end the the light is the door and like the the outro of the last song is playing and literally the last note hits when I swipe my little key fob to open the door. And, and like the moment, there was a moment where I was like, uh, kind of like, cause I did, I didn't speed up or slow down. There was a moment <laughs> where I was like, wait a second, I'm starting to hear fade out a little bit. It's starting to get a lot smaller. Yeah. And I'm like, I think this is going to fucking happen. And it did. And yeah. it was just like such a, so the music stopped and I'm just at work. <laughs> it's uh i love the timing on stuff like that there's nothing better to me than like you pull into the driveway and the last song on a record is just ending or like the podcast you're listening to has just ended yeah oh, it yeah. feels it it feels like you are in a movie um so uh so so yeah and that reminded you of like that that got you thinking of past experiences yeah with full records right yeah well i mean that that was a full record and and uh that was a full record and this it reminded me of uh so that both that experience um as a whole reminded me of uh when i was a kid and i first got to listen to to take off your pants and jacket uh the blink record which the song bad news on the new blink record is like feels like it could have been on that record one of those like Mm -hmm. they they nailed doing that again um but like, and that that listening experience. One, it's two thousand one, so there's CDs. My dad, uh, uh, we we hatched a plan. My dad brought my lunch brought lunch to to the the main office that I had to come in and pick up. But in that mm-hmm. was not just a ham and cheese sandwich, was not just the three D Doritos. Uh, oh, remember those cool. that, that were like? Oh yeah, they, they they brought them back. They brought them back recently they're not vegan which kind of upset me um and uh and and the yellow gatorade cool my favorite and take off your pants and jacket was in there and i just you had a walkman on you and i had a walkman i had a walkman hat and it was just this so this whole like the way that that is a very uh just kind of upbeat juvenile record me listen me sneak listening in in the cafeteria in yeah with the headphones i'm Did not sure if i listen hair? to class back then no back then i had uh back then i had mark hoppus of the time uh 
uh, frosted tips. Cool. Very funny. Got to pull up a picture. Got to pull up. I'll find, I'll find a pic. I'll find a pic. I, I used to have really long hair, so I would be able to, I I worked out a system where I put my headphones behind my back Mm -hmm. um, and I could wrap them around my ear and hide them under my hair. And I would listen to, I would listen to music in class. Um, I, there was there was one day where I listened to the same record ten times in a row, Hell yeah. just the Hero Fortress, and we just had two friends bands that were just on tour with them, which is pretty funny. Um, that that uh, that that listening experience kind of bookends like you know this because it's it, that it's the same band right, and it's it's kind of like the the two different chapters of like that was them that was their first number one uh, album, and. And for me, as a kid, I was 12, and that was like, uh, that was my, oh, okay, I love this band. Like, I love this band. I love this type of music. I love what this is, you know, the 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 intangible yeah. of what this uh, is, the, cult- the culture around it as well, the sound and the culture, just the, the, the combination. And then the, then 20, then 22 years later, um, it's it still has stuck with me, um, and it it's 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 finding it's I, I'm finding a place for it within having to just hang by a fucking thread through this fucking world, and yeah. they they seemingly also grim, but but like you find solace in it at the same time. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, and like that night that night we played the show, and then getting to talk with my bandmates and a bunch of other people that at the show, like you listen, what do you think? Like analyzing, like, like kids again, like having that, that thing. Uh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Uh, because my whole, I'm looking at my post-its now and it's like, it's like a long feeling. We're like um, an hour 40 in. So what I'm going to do is I'll give you my experience with two records. You're going to save the manifesto uh, like, for the next like next episode. And next episode, I'm going to save my little manifesto because it goes into kind of like I, I I did this whole thing in order where I'm like talking about like my relationship with full records, how I was raised to listen to full records. And then like my experiences through the years, how and then seeking out music like that kind of thing where it's like I feel like people, you know, even older people who like used to listen to full records are now stuck in I listen to the radio or my serious radio kind of thing where it's like uh uh it it feels like I feel crazy you know what I mean where like mm-hmm. I almost only will put on here is and and that this stems from my dad where it's CDs and records where it's like his his record collection insane his CD collection insane always has been and it's one of those things where it's like I'm putting this record on, and and, mm-hmm. and it's one of those things where he liked mix CDs too, where he would make them. So I get like I get that aspect of it. While it's just never, I don't do that. I still understand that like even people who truly love the experience of listening to a record front to back can also like shuffle. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that people who shuffle artists are nuts. Like where it's just like I'm putting this artist on shuffle. Yeah, unless crazy. yeah, crazy. Unless like um, I'm on I'm on like a, a flight or something, and it's, there's instances it's like uh, we're having the like the this is blank, you know, and it has like a, an assortment uh, of songs. Um, because it's also yeah, I, it's I, like I, a deranged greatest hits, which I've always been against. Well, it's but, it's but. It, my, my dad again though would would like be a sucker for like he had every CD 
that every single one of these greatest hit songs was on by whoever name a band, but he'd be like, I'm going to get the greatest hits anyway, just cause I think there's a specific listening that you could, that you can listen to a discography on shuffle, which is that like, if you are trying to think about the, the, just the trajectory that the band had, like went over a span of time um, yeah. and seeing, you know, what parts, what parts stayed and what parts didn't. Yeah. All right. Well, let me, let me give my two, let me give my two examples, and then I'll, I'll I'll go through my whole spiel at the top of next episode, because um, I don't want it to get lost in the shuffle either. Nice. Um, but my two, my two are, um, how old am I in two thousand seven? I guess I'm fifteen, or I'm fourteen. I'm fourteen, You're th- and I'm going to be fifteen later that year because I'm a late ninety two. So I'm, and I'm an early eighty nine. Yeah. Okay. So I'm 14 years old, and uh, one of the bands that my dad gets me into is Dream Theater. And um, uh, we have we got tickets to go see them at Jones Beach. It was like, uh, I've been taken to a ton of shows before because, like, my dad just big live music guy, as well as my mom and, and my uncle. Um, so, like, it was a thing where I was always going to shows. But this was this felt like the first real, this is my show. Even though my dad liked Dream Theater a lot, it was my first real, like, this is my band, and I'm going to see them. And so we're in, um, I've, we're in some town, whether it be the Hamptons or something like that, because we went to the beach. And there's a record store, and I see a big cardboard poster for the new Dream Theater record. And we already have it, but I'm like, oh, I gotta look at this thing. And the guy uh, the, the, on the cardboard thing, the fine print says like, uh, uh, buy a Dream Theater record and get. Um, uh, entered into a chance to win tickets to go see them, you know, at the show that we already had tickets to. And the guy sees that, like, I love dream theater. I'm like, oh, I wonder what the tickets are or whatever. He goes, I'll show you. They're like, uh, you know, up front in the orchestra or whatever. And he goes, you know, I, I you're a young kid excited about this. I'll just rig it. So that way you win if you, you know, and so yeah. I buy that CD. Um, and it was my dad's copy that he had. And now I had my own copy that I got to listen to. And because of it, I got, I won closer tickets that nice. you know, was great. It was really, really great. And then the new, the, the newest instance is, um, and I do this as often as I can. You were talking about like avoiding singles. It's hard to sometimes, especially when it's an exciting new band, not, not new band. It's an exciting, you know, a band you like, and they're putting out singles. It's like, I got to listen to. Well, when it's a legacy band, it's like, you, you're like, okay, let's, let's see what they, what they got still. So, one of those bands that that gets grouped in with those but i feel like is just refuses to take a step back and if anything only takes steps forward and kind of in that world or adjacent to it is paramore and so interesting i i i think the last two paramore records that they put out are their two best records it's like it's such an evolution in their sound but it's a thing where now it's so nice to be able to like there's a new paramore record coming out i'm going to go to the record store and i'm gonna buy it the day that it comes out and i'm not gonna listen to it i'm not i'm gonna wait to listen to the streaming i try and avoid singles but often especially if there's a video attached to it i'll be like i'm gonna i'm just gonna watch um so you know my uh the the toughest to do it with is pre-orders which i will get into when i get into my whole manifesto but the toughest thing to do is like i'm avoiding this record until my pre-order comes in especially because so many pre-orders come in like three weeks after the record comes out just because of the state of pressing vinyl right now. Um, but either way, I, uh, very recently, uh, the newest Paramore record, 
I go to a record stop. It comes out day of. I go there, and I'm so fucking excited. I come home, and uh, one thing I do is every morning, I uh, and I went in the morning. Every morning, I drink my pre-workout for the gym, and I, I put a record on. And so that way I'm, I'm listening to – I'm not only just listening to records via streaming or whatever. Uh, I'm also physically listening to my record collection. It's very important to me that I, like, get use out of these things that I collect. So I put on one record every morning, and I was, like, so excited. I had my, my new Paramore record, and I play a game or two of NHL while I do it. So I was playing Chell, listening to my new Paramore record, and it was such a nice little experience. Um, you know, I, I can't connect these dots emotionally to, like, where I'm at – in terms of my life for either of these, as well as you did when it comes to kind of like, you know, that, that, that little aspect of it more, more than anything, just like very excited about both of these records for different reasons. Um, and, but most importantly, because, uh, because music rocks. Music does rock. Uh, and, and folks, if you didn't like what you've just heard if, if uh, you better hope the islanders turn this shit around because if, if this thing keeps sinking we're going aqua teen hunger force on this and we're just going to talk New about whatever coming out by the way when that uh, uh let's let's look i know that like they 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 but you just get more excited than i've ever <laughs> seen uh new season <laughs> Uh, Aquatine Hunger Force season 12 to premiere this fall. This article is from exactly one month ago, October 20th. Um, yeah, same, Adult Swim fans rejoice. Same day, same day one, for one more time. Season. Um, oh, shit. No, 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 no. Oh, my. Oh, my God. This rocks. Holy shit. Dude. Dude. Six days. The new season starts. Oh. November 26th. We're reviewing, we are reviewing on the next episode. You're getting a a review of Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Here's, here's, here's some great news. It's, uh, it's, it's going up at 1130 PM, November 26th. And I assume that it'll be every Sunday. Like it used to be. I don't know if you, did you watch along back in the day? Oh, did I watch along, man? I was always tired at school because I was staying up to watch, uh, to to watch Adult Swim every day. Probably fucked me up. It says it's only going to be five episodes. It's almost like a little, it's like, I guess it's like a little nice. I don't know if it's a five episode thing where it's like, let's see if we still got it. Or if it's like, we're just going to put a cap on this, but five yeah. episodes. Um, and everyone's coming back. Like it's, it's, it's all the guys. I wonder if it's a thing where it's like, a, it, it's, it's a soft half season type of thing where like they'll have five here and then you'll get five a year from now or like, you know, five, like sure. Eight months from now, something like that. All right. So yeah, yeah. If the Islanders don't turn this around, it's just we're gonna just talk about whatever, and that's just what you're gonna have to. If you, you know, no one's making you listen, but you should. Uh, uh, and, just and you a, better, just, and you have just, to. Just a little, a little uh, uh, foresight into this. Looking, look for your favorite trio of detectives to go head to head with AI appliances, join an apocalyptic fitness cult, and search for friendship through an ancient Egyptian pyramid scheme. That feels that feels so in line with exactly what Aqua Teen Hunger Force is all about. Yeah, that's nice that because it, it feels like. Uh, did you watch the Beavis and Butthead uh, uh, reboot? No, I've only ever seen bits and pieces of Beavis and Butthead. Um, don't know why. Yeah, I feel like I feel. Like, do you have Paramore Plus? Paramore Plus. Paramount Plus. <laughs> No, but it's the one that I that I kind of toy with getting more and more every time I it's see really Paramount. It's really good. 
Paramount just has so many interesting older movies. They, they were an interesting old studio, and a lot of the stuff is just on Paramount Plus. And I'm like, I toy around with the idea of it often. It has a lot of deep cut uh, TV. It has Wonder Shows in on it. Uh, it has a lot of deep cuts on it. Um, but it it also Gold has that. Stuff or... Yeah, it also has that. Uh, it had, well, the Beavis and Butthead uh, is reboots on there, and uh, and the old stuff. So you can watch the old stuff, and it. It's funny, but uh, the the new stuff and the new movie uh, that they did uh, was like that was on Paramount Plus was really good. Um, but yeah, hopefully this is like that. I don't know. Right. I, uh, anyway, right. I'll, yeah. I we it's it's Thanksgiving this week. Uh, I hope uh, everybody has a, a good time. I hope the Islanders win, and if they don't, yeah. Lane better get fired. Um, and then, <laughs> happy Thanksgiving. All right. See you guys soon. Bye.